The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Yes, it's a first of its kind program for the RCMP and it's underway in Red Deer. Uh, it's called Community Assisted Policing Through Use of Recorded Evidence or Capture. It was launched in July. Um, it's a voluntary database that allows business owners and homeowners, now get this, to register their security cameras in a database to potentially help in police investigations. Now, as you listen to this interview, um, you know, think about whether this is something that you would do, something that you would be interested in doing. I know a lot of you have uh, security systems at your place, maybe to help keep your neighborhood safer. Uh, Staff Sergeant Jay Peden is with the Red Deer RCMP. He joins us now. Welcome to the show. Uh, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Now, this all came about as a result of Red Deer RCMP's performance plan with the city. What is that to begin with? Um, <clears throat> every detachment uh, of the RCMP that's in a contract with the municipalities will have a, a uh, annual performance plan. It's where the uh, detachment commander and the contract holder or the uh, town council mayor uh, city staff will meet to discuss what the uh, priorities are going to be. So uh, in some places it's impaired driving, it's youth, um, quite often right now uh, across the uh, division. One of our priorities is crime reduction. So a need was identified and then this idea came about. So um, what did that look like sitting down and kind of generating this idea? Can you take us through that? The idea came about in the planning stages with, with the City of Red Deer. Uh, crime reduction obviously being a hot topic over the last uh, three, four, five years. Um, one of the ident- uh, initiatives that were identified was the development of a CCTV registry. Once I did some research uh, after that was uh, identified, uh, I took it upon myself to obviously research the, the topic across uh, the country and, and North America for that fact. And once I got into it, noticed that there were uh, some police forces that do have these registries. Once I uh, started reaching out and, and seeing what other registries had, I also determined that we are kind of in a unique position where, being that we're a federal government agency as well, we're uh, quite often um, need to follow the rules of the federal government opposed to uh, what municipalities would have to. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. And that, of course, uh, led me out to uh, sit down and determine if, A, we could do it uh, from a legal standpoint, uh, and then, B, uh, what the privacy impact would be on, on the community as a whole. So uh, that's where my research started. <laughs> it took a fair long, uh, about a year to get through those preliminary stages. What is, uh, what is the crime situation like in, uh, in Red Deer right now, Staff Sergeant Peden? Is it, I, I've been hearing, you know, from different communities uh, around the region. I was talking to a fellow out in Bonneville last night saying there's been some challenges out there. Certainly Drayton Valley's been, been struggling with, with some of the crime and rural crime we've heard uh, a lot about. What, what's the situation in Red Deer? here in Red Deer isn't, isn't as bad as it's made out to be by some of the publications. Uh, we have a, a great community. Uh, citizens are, 
are, are concerned in some ways. However, they're also uh, looking to be part of the solution as well. Uh, we do have the property crime. We do have breaking enters, theft of vehicles. A lot of these are preventable in the first instance, and uh, you know we're trying to to continue to, to tackle that, much like uh, everywhere across Alberta. Yeah. Uh, we, we are seeing, obviously, a spike in some of those uh, rural crime, property crime offences now, too. But here in Red Deer, uh, things are are, are decreasing. Uh, we have, we're having some successful numbers that way. The community-assisted policing through use of recorded evidence, or CAPTURE, was launched in July. Tell us how it works. Um, how do people get involved? Where, What kind of information is needed from the people who have the cameras to the RCMP? How does it all unfold? Well, um, that comes back, uh, like I said, I had to do a privacy impact assessment. Uh, my concern initially was the the privacy or uh, the rights of people walking down the street and quickly learned that in a public space you don't have uh, a lot of expectation of privacy. It's, it's public space. Mm. Uh, in this case, uh, with our, our, our registry, uh, the privacy uh, concerns lie with the actual registrant themselves. So with, uh, with privacy laws, you can only ask for certain information, be it uh, whatever is relevant to the purpose of this uh, of this program so in our case we we are at the very very basic level of, of personal information so from there what uh, what registrants will provide at the website they'll go to reddeercapture.ca and they can go uh, to log in or create a, an account once they create the account it's just name, address, phone number, and email address is all that uh, is required. Uh, they set up their own password and username. Then from there, they're asked to input uh, the location of cameras. So if they have five cameras, they'll, they can input five cameras. Um, likewise, if they have one, it's just one. And then at that point, it will uh, generate a, a message to, uh, to us um, on our administration site of that, uh, indicate that someone registered. We then go in and confirm the registration, and that's it. That's all that they do. Uh, hmm. And then on the back side of the website, we have a mapping tool that maps out all the locations in Red Deer that uh, we've got cameras registered. So if there's a crime that has taken place and RCMP believe that there might be a, a camera that was recording something in that area, what is the process then for Mounties to get access to that video? Well, much like uh, some of the municipal uh, force uh, police service owned cameras, uh, they'll have some way to go about doing it quite often. It's through a municipal employee or in the case of um, Surrey RCMP in the city of Surrey, they have a Project IRIS, which uh, is housed by the city of Surrey. In our case, it is solely an RCMP website. We keep it separate from our regular databases, so there's no uh, information merge. Uh, so the information is all protected on this site, and it's not automatically uh, put into our systems. Um, what they do is the members themselves, the officers themselves on the front line will have the ability to log in. Uh, they can do it from their uh, mobile workstations in their in their vehicles and they can uh, put in an address and from the address there they'll look and see if, if anything comes up or they'll look and see what's in close proximity to that address. It 
it's a interactive map where they can zoom in, zoom out, go to the area of the city where they're at, and then get that information. So do they have to talk then to the, the homeowner or the business owner who owns that video camera before accessing it at that point? Or once you've signed up for this, it's pretty much, um, you know, it's, it's understood that if needed, uh, police can go in and look? Definitely we have to talk to the owner of the, of the cameras. Uh, that, once again, is a privacy issue. We do not have any access to any live or record, uh, recorded footage. It's all owned by the, the registrant. So what we'll do is we have the contact information. We will get in contact, uh, touch base with that registrant, uh, ask them to review their footage. Uh, we'll give them a timeline, and depending on what type of case it is, we can provide a little more information um, or not. It all depends on what we're, what we're dealing with. Uh, so from there, we'll ask the registrant to search their their footage, and they can indicate if they have something or not. At this point, we still don't have access to it. And should they have some evidence, then we'll ask them, say, will you provide us the, or can you provide us the, the footage? And they can say yes or no. And at that point, uh, we, still, we still don't have it until they, they provide it to us. Have you had to make any of those requests yet? We have had a couple where we are searching the database for see what cameras are in the proximity of an incident. Uh, at this point, we don't have uh, any of the success stories. <laughs> However, we've only been up and running for about four months, and uh, the the database is still still growing. So we're looking. We're looking forward to when we do have that that success story to, to share. Staff Sergeant Peden, what has been uh, the response from from the community, from from uh, homeowners and from business owners? Are are they on board with this? Are you surprised with the number? Or well, once again, uh, doing the research and uh, reaching out to other communities that have something similar, uh, based on population base, uh, Red Deer being a hundred thousand. Uh, my goal for the year was about. Registrants to determine to see where where we'd go for that. Uh, by October, uh, early October, we surpassed the 100 mark, and we are now reaching uh, about 170. My goal, updated goal, was to be uh, to be 200. And oh, okay. We're nearing that. Really, it's uh, it's picking up some some pace here in the last couple months. What other communities are doing this and doing it well? In Alberta, there I believe there's a couple of municipal police forces that have something similar. Uh, as for the RCMP, of which I can speak to, we don't have anything other uh, like this in the in the province or in the nation, uh, for that matter, <clears throat> other than the Surrey one, which is owned by the city of Surrey. Uh, where the RCMP members have to actually go through a city employee to get any information. They don't have direct access. And that's where, we're, where we are unique. Uh, right now, we're looking to... I've had a couple of our detachment commanders reach out to me uh, asking for some information, um, some background on it to determine if it's something viable for their areas. And hopefully, in the future here, we're looking to uh, possibly expand what we have here as well. So if someone has signed up and, and gone to reddeercapture.ca filled out everything uh, can they opt out at some point are they allowed to get out whenever they want that's a great question what I've done with the web designer web developer uh, for the site is 
we have instituted, uh, implemented, I guess, the it's a GDPR, General Data Protection Regulation style uh, rules to the site. So in the European Union, uh, quite a, a lot of countries across Europe have got some of the more uh, stringent uh, privacy laws where mm-hmm. someone has to have the ability to go into a website and remove their information or their content without having to go through the the owner of the site. So what we've done in this case is we have built it in so anyone who registered themselves can also remove themselves. So should someone decide, I don't want to be part of this program any longer, they can go in, they can remove their account, and the information is deleted and gone. We mm-hmm. don't have any records being held anywhere of that person being in there. So it's it's providing more uh, more security or privacy for any registrant. Um, quite often we worry about uh, today's day and age about Big Brother having too much information or too much access, and that's why we designed it this way, uh, with the the fact that we don't have the we don't have the um, the data retained. We don't have access to the footage. We don't have uh, really other than a name and address. We don't have their personal uh, information or access to any of their product or. Uh, or footage. Well, it's interesting whenever you see like a, a meteor streak by the sky and, and that sort of stuff and you see everything show up on social media, like people want to share, people want to say, hey, look at this. And I would like to think that they would want to do that in case that a uh, crime has happened or, or maybe a missing person, not necessarily just crimes, but when people go missing, that this could be a, a, a real help in that as well, couldn't it? Definitely. Uh, one of the other aspects of, of the registry, and you touched on it there, is the humanitarian side. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the meteors are, are fantastic, <laughs> and they're, uh, they really uh, have human interest to that. But the humanitarian side we're looking at, too, is we have a lot of uh, uh, our society's aging, so we do have some elderly uh, citizens who do suffer uh, dementia or other cognitive disease, uh, Alzheimer's, stuff like that. And they wander, and we know that. So it's that's one aspect that it can be implemented to to assist in finding and locating. The other side is uh, we have a lot of uh, children with um, autism mm-hmm. or other type of uh, disabilities where will wander as well. So we can use it for that tool, or for those type of files as well, where they can be located. We can send a fan out to uh, to people to the city. We can touch base to capture the database and start talking to people. Staff Sergeant Peden, before I let you go, I mean, this has been up and running for just a couple of months now. I mean, a year from now, uh, maybe the, the first anniversary of, of this program, what would you classify or mark as a success with it? There'd be a couple ways to mark success with this. Obviously, we'd have the the stories where we are using uh, using it on a regular basis to to solve our crimes. Also, to see neighborhoods seeing a decline in some of the property crimes where they are registered, they have uh, we have a little uh, window uh, static sticker for residents to post on their on their doors or windows, and. People are aware of saying, geez, you know what, I see that this one's registered or this camera's registered. Uh, then that way it'll deter future crimes as well. And one of the, the big things, too, um, over the time as this grows and, and uh, we hit the anniversary mark is it's a community engagement. Mm-hmm. Having the citizens of Red Deer saying, that's enough, we're going to join, we're being part of the solution. And it's it's breaking down some of those barriers as well to uh, 
to form those partnerships. And, and for right now, this is just Red Deer City, not outskirts, not the rural areas? That's correct. It's okay. Red Deer City, uh, more or less, we, we spearheaded this for us uh, as part of the uh, municipal contract with the Red Deer City. Yeah. Okay. Um, at this point, I, like, like I mentioned before, we've had a lot of interest from uh, other detachments who are, are looking for something like that. Um, we do have some detachments that run like an Excel spreadsheet-based little registry where they have to update it daily, weekly, uh, make sure that the information is still, still valid, as well as they have to search a, a database in the office to try to figure out what's going on, whereas we are, we're, um, we can be mobile out on the road and and grab that uh, grab that information. We're trying to be a little more innovative here, and I think we've accomplished that. And like I said, we are getting a lot of uh, interest from other detachments here in, in K-Division in Alberta, and we're going to see where that goes. It's called Community Assisted Policing Through the Use of Recorded Evidence. Staff Sergeant Jay Peden from the Red Deer RCMP joining me this afternoon. If you're in the Red Deer area and you're interested, again, the website is reddeercapture.ca. Staff Sergeant Peden, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. You have a great day.